You are now listening to the Soul and Wonder Podcast, Episode 37, a look at love featuring Jake and Taylor from The Relationship Project. Welcome to the Soul and Wonder Podcast, where the conduits of the body, depths of the mind, and atlas of the soul are explored with devotion. Through cultural exchange, Christopher and Sarah and their guests will deliver sacred wisdom from around the globe, uncovering the hidden gems of conscious living and holistic healing, all to empower you on your journey of self-discovery. And now, here are your hosts, Christopher and Sarah. Welcome to the Soul and Wonder Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. We are your hosts, Christopher and Sarah. Hello, hello. Happy to have you here. And before we dive into this super juicy and sexy and love-inspiring topic with Jake and Taylor from The Relationship Project, we want to give a little bit of update on the Soul and Wonder happenings. That's right. Always a lot going on with the Soul and Wonder family here. And we have some different things happening all at once, uh, but we do want to highlight two things specifically and that has to do with our facebook groups that we've created you may have gotten an email from us recently trying to get your attention to jump in and join us for our transitioning to a whole food plant-based lifestyle group where this is for whether you're weeding out those animal products or you need guidance on removing processed and refined foods it's the group for you of course in the group you can stay tuned for live videos webinars sales on our services and so much more absolutely free and not to mention you get some tips tricks and delicious recipes and so much support from other people who are on the same journey doing the same thing that you're doing so it's really a good good accountability we also have our other facebook group fulfillment personal development for purpose awareness and joy which here you will find clarifying exercises workbooks challenges inspirational quotes even videos blogs and so much more so you can deepen your self-awareness connect with your purpose and begin creating a life of passion and joy now you might be asking yourself well which one should i join well we encourage you to join both of them because the power of marrying these two worlds together is incredible it's something that will bring you as sarah mentioned clarity peace joy fulfillment all of the above it works in tandem essentially addressing all aspects of the self is what's going to open up that gate for ultimate happiness and fulfillment so we'd love to have you in both of those groups and of course we would love for you to give us a like and a follow on facebook at soul and wonder inc so that you can stay up to date on Soul and Wonder happenings, events, sales, and also so we can stay in touch with your lovely faces. So be sure to give us a like and a follow. If you enjoy this podcast, leave us a review. Let us know. We want to hear your thoughts. Yes, and you can go onto the iTunes platform through your phone, and you'll see when you search for the Soul and Wonder podcast, as that pops up and you click on it, you'll see a review tab. You click on that. Give us the amount of stars you'd like and then write us a quick little blurb and we just love hearing your feedback. Absolutely. So now that we've got that out of the way, we can get into it. Guys, this episode was so much fun to record. Jake and Taylor, 
they are incredible people. We had a lot of fun hashing out our failures, our, you know, strong suit, everything in the relationship. They were super vulnerable for this and opened up their hearts. And we were first exposed to Jake and Taylor actually because they had reached out to us through a mutual connection. In fact, Chloe, who was on episode possibly 11 or 12 of our podcast, she is an amazing woman doing some incredible things for the world. She had uh, told them to reach out to us, and so they had interviewed us for their blog um, all about the inside peak peek into our relationship Mm -hmm. and so we did about an hour hour and a half interview with them and we said you know what let's let's return the favor and bring you on our podcast which of course we will include that link in the description of this podcast episode so you can read about our love life and get a peek inside what happens behind the curtains with chris and sarah it's pretty interesting (laughs) so who are jake and taylor Mr. and Mrs. Aller, known by their friends, of course, as Jake and Taylor, are a Vancouver-based power couple. Over the years of their relationship, they've seen their share of highs and lows. They believe in marriage and think relationships are delicious. A lot of work, but so very worth it. Equally as cool and optimistic, they are known to spark a light in the world, and we can testify to that. People recognize something special about them that goes beyond a normal relationship. Together, they encourage goodness in the world, and they truly do make it a better place. So aside from their individual pursuits in the health and audio industries, they are the co-founders of The Relationship Project. Through their blog, hosting events and retreats around Canada, and encouraging their online family, The Relationship Project opens the doors and gives others a behind-the-scenes look into what successful relationships practice. They strive to expose the mistakes and the triumphs and personally share how they are growing and learning together and how you can, of course, grow and learn together, too. So you can reach them at www.relationshipproject.org. And in this episode, we just had a really good time talking about them, talking about their relationship. Of course, we go into the lovely duo's story of how they met, the many challenges they faced and overcome, which is exactly what makes their marriage so powerful. And using them as an example can be a really wonderful blueprint to follow within your own relationship as well if you're feeling like you're experiencing particular challenges. So... Of course, we also talk about why they started the Relationship Project, and they'll share with us a peek inside the lives of a few interesting couples they've had the pleasure of interviewing for their blog. Lots of cool stories out there. Yeah, many cool stories, which we really enjoyed listening to. Absolutely. And we were one of those stories, I think. We were, I think. (laughs) So we also dive into the most important aspects of a strong relationship and cover why so many relationships are struggling today, including some of our own difficulties that we've had along the way. And it's extremely important to show the difficult times because we live in a culture and a society that only shows the highlight reels of love and that's something that we dive into further detail yeah and that's when we get on into the social media aspect of love and Mm -hmm. really showcasing these like sarah said the highlight reels and we start to break that down a little bit within the episode so that's a that that was a really fun part to to Mm -hmm. talk about 
It was, it was. And really in this episode, the four of us share our own input, our own experience, and of course advice to maintaining not only a healthy relationship, but an extremely satisfying and fulfilling one at that. Because guess what, guys? You don't have to settle. You can improve yourself and improve the relationships around you. And life is just that much better when you do so. It is, it is. So don't forget to stay tuned after the interview for your health tip of the episode in which I'm going to walk you through a cultivating self-love through mirror work exercise. Not sure what that is? Make sure you stick around at the end of the episode to learn all about it. Well, let's get to the episode. Sounds good. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We are here with Jake and Taylor. What's ah! up, guys? Yeah, <laughs> we are so happy to have you guys on this show. You have no idea. Thanks we're so happy us. to be here. Thank you. We're so yeah. excited to chat with you guys again. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the last time we talked, wow, I think we could have gone for like four hours and still would have had something to chat about. <laughs> I, I I would agree with that. <laughs> it's pretty accurate. And you know what? You guys are great. Well, Jake wasn't there, but Taylor, mm-hmm. you are a great interviewer too. That was those were some deep questions that got us thinking for probably the next like week. <laughs> yeah, we kept talking about that over and over uh, again. And uh, well, for the listeners that don't know what we're talking about, uh, they interviewed us for their blog. So that should I don't know whenever that comes out in sometime in September. The relationship project. Yeah. Yeah, you betcha. September twenty first is when we have you guys. Look at that. Up. There yeah. we go. Yeah. Got a date for it and everything. <laughs> but for real, deep, insightful questions. Good job on that. Oh, yeah. thank you. It's yeah. it's honestly just selfish curiosity on yeah. my part. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a lot of curiosity. Where are these where these questions come from? <laughs> yeah, it's the stuff I want to know. So yeah. yeah, thank you guys for being so wonderful and giving amazing answers. We definitely were talking about your answers after too. It was mm. it was good. It was good. Well, that's good to know. We're going to try to match that intensity today. (laughs) (laughs) We're down. We're in. (laughs) So first things first, you two are absolutely adorable. You win couple of the year in my eyes, judging by your um, website. For those who want to follow them, go to www.relationshipproject.org and we'll have that linked in the show notes as well. But check them out. They're super cute. How long? I want to hear your story. How'd you guys meet? We met through dance. We are professional hip-hop dancers as well. So we've toured internationally. We've Mm -hmm. competed internationally and nationally. Mm -hmm. And uh, we met through a studio called 3SB in Edmonton. Shout out Mark and Luke. Um, (laughs) They run the studio. And that's where we met. And he uh, was a teacher there and I was a student there. And then eventually Mm -hmm. I was a teacher as well. And we developed our friendship. And then with all my commitment and trust issues, it took us. (laughs) Probably years to be together (laughs) before I would call him my boyfriend. And then, yeah, um, yeah, and then many years later. We didn't start dating until maybe three years after we met. Yeah, it took a while. So wait, 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 wait. So Taylor, I'm going to call you out here for a moment. It took you three years (laughs) to work through your baggage to open up to this wonderful relationship you now have. How That's got to feel pretty good to be where you're at now. Now it feels great. At the time, it was awful. (laughs) It was so uncomfortable as Mm -hmm. growth is, you know, being challenged with, you know, your shadow side, like we talked about in our interview. It was so hard and difficult and humbling to 
realize that I'm the one with these issues. It's not him. And Mm -hmm. although I really wanted it to be him, it wasn't. (laughs) Um, And that was really hard to work through all of that and, and to learn how to trust him, but also to learn how to trust myself in a relationship, because that was something I really struggled with as well. I would kind of lose myself in relationships and I would kind of, yeah, get lost. I wouldn't know who I was anymore. I wouldn't know where I was going. I would just get Mm -hmm. hurt all the time. And then I would run away because I wouldn't want to deal with anything. And Mm -hmm. yeah, he was incredibly, and I'm stressing incredibly patient (laughs) with me. Thank you for being that patient. Yeah. (laughs) It was, it was really hard. Yeah. Yeah. So let's back up even a little bit more. Let's talk about this (laughs) hip hop dancing thing here. I'm a little curious. Yeah. I've been known to break down a few moves here and there. <laughs> well, not not really though. <laughs> yeah, you can cut a rug. <laughs> but, so you guys, you guys were touring. Is that were you guys a part of the same group? Is that how you guys met? How did this work out? Yeah. So essentially, with our with our studio. Um, so I started out there uh, through mutual friends, and I started out there as an instructor, and then yeah, like what Taylor said, she was originally um, a student. And then the season afterwards, um, uh, she became an instructor as well. And then our directors, um, they were trying to put in, put together like a, like a touring show. Um, kind of like, like an hour long dance. Production, yeah. It's, if you so. think of it kind of like a play, but without words, it was just like dancing with music, telling a story that way. Wow. Mm-hmm. So kind of like Broadway, but no singing. It's just music and us dancing. Yeah. About it, it was about an hour and a half long. Yeah. And so we were trying to tutor that um, around internationally. Yeah, we went to Asia. Yeah, we went to Asia. Month. We were in China. Yeah, and um, toured around there. Yeah, and, and then we did yeah. our, yeah, we did like, I think a couple of um, shows here in Canada before we went to mm-hmm. China to, to to do the full project. And then we've done different international competitions, yes. um, like World of Dance, Hip Hop International, Body Rock. Um, yeah, a bunch of competitions in and around North America. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys are legit. <laughs> <laughs> we don't dance as much anymore. Yeah, not We're anymore. We're trying to but, uh... like slowly focus on other things, but it's, it's difficult. I mean, dance is so liberating and so much fun, and mm-hmm. we have such great friendships in the dance world and yeah. they're our best friends and it's it's like a family yeah it's yeah. wonderful yeah. So, yeah that's how we met well, how <laughs> inspirational that the two of you really you know grabbed your passion by the horns and followed you know your heart and then were able to meet each other through that yeah yeah, yeah it was a lot of fun i yeah. mean at the time we were both quite young i think i was mm-hmm. i think i was maybe 17 when we first met and you were I think it was 20 or 21 maybe yeah so it was a lot of fun yeah and at that age you're fearless with your passions you know what I mean you're just kind of I don't know we didn't want to be grown-ups yet yeah. <laughs> dance was so much fun so we just yeah. kind of ran with it and yeah. then later like once we moved from Alberta to BC in Canada um, we pursued dance a lot more uh, and then it became kind of like our lifestyle for a yeah. solid like five, six years, maybe. Yeah, six years, I would say. Yeah. Um, and we took it much more seriously and were able to, you know, make it a living as well, teaching. And Jake, I think, has been in movies. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, we were able to do more with it that way. And then, of course, seasons change and now we're on to different things too. But yeah, yeah, I think when you're that young, it, it's easy to be fearless and grab your passions. Yeah. 
You have so much energy. Yeah, just take (laughs) off with it. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. That's pretty awesome, guys. That's awesome. So, Jake, were you pining for Taylor from day one? (laughs) Did you have to wait those full three years? (laughs) No, actually, I I think it was kind of mutual where Mm -hmm. um, we really kind of grew a friendship first um, because we were essentially kind of working together. But, I mean, we were around each other. Um, a lot. yeah, a lot, basically like, like 20 plus hours a week. Yeah. I would say like, like three or four days a week. Um, you know, and yeah, like, I guess like working together, it kind of uh, got us a little bit closer. Um, she had her own crew. I had my own crew and then we would kind of like, we, we would mix music together and then mm-hmm. talk about, you know, like the ups and downs of our own crews and just kind of, yeah. I guess, bond that way. So and he would help at the time yeah. when we were friends first he would help me through my guy issue or try to help me of course yeah. I was not <laughs> yeah I was I was mainly there just to listen yeah right? so you still are <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but, but it um, definitely started as a friendship yeah it definitely started as a friendship yeah. and then it just like I guess like organically grew mm-hmm. um to us being closer and closer and then I you know I ended up I guess uh trying to uh, I guess like pursue my interest with her I don't know where you were at that time but <laughs> I, I was definitely interested but terrified yeah. so yeah. I was just like no I don't want to re- no I don't want to we'll just stay friends and we'll, yeah. just, we'll just be friends that hang out a lot and we'll just be friends that kiss and then we'll just be friends and I was like okay you, you can't be my friend anymore what else can you be yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. trying all the options <laughs> yeah just I'm yeah. so terrified of a relationship and mm-hmm. yeah at that point you were incredibly patient and Thanks, just babe. waiting for me to sort things through and mm-hmm. yeah and being there when I had hard conversations and mm-hmm. wanted to run away, you were like, all right, well, I'll still be here when yeah. you decide that running away isn't a good idea. Yeah, not <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, yeah, he was incredibly patient and waited mm-hmm. it out. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you guys had quite a bit of time to build that foundation and just yeah, build yeah. something so strong on top of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and I think our whole relationship has taken that theme because even after the few-year courtship, if you want to call it that, we were together mm-hmm. for another few years, and then we got engaged, and we were engaged for another couple, two or three years, and yeah. then we got married. So we really took our time in, yeah. in each season, and each season yeah. comes with its own challenges. Holy yeah. smokes! Yeah, yeah, it definitely is hard in each challenge, and we wanted to enjoy each each season too because often it goes by so quick and you know we plan on only get married getting married once so (laughs) we wanted to enjoy being engaged because we wouldn't be engaged again and Mm -hmm. we wanted to enjoy you know dating and we wanted to enjoy you know being newlyweds Mm -hmm. we really uh, like took our time and kind of made sure that we soaked in as much as we could mm -hmm. at the time where we were so yeah learned those lessons yeah we learned the lessons as they came yeah and not yeah not not rushing into things so yeah. yeah, we're firm believers of taking your time. I mean, it works differently for everybody. Jake's parents got married, I think, five weeks after knowing each other. Wow. Well, yeah. They, it was, yeah, no, it they've was been like, married 42 years. Yeah, it was. <laughs> they got married. It was, it was surprising. I was like, what? You just met. Like, how did that yeah. happen? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, both works. But for us, yeah. for me especially, I need to take my time. Yeah. <laughs> I think you do, too. You like to take oh, yeah, your time. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's what works for us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, you mentioned, you know, seasons changing and things of that sort. I like that metaphor, by the way. And now that uh, dancing isn't your primary focus, what are you two up to these days? Mm. 
living. <laughs> we're, we're, we're trying to, to, well, first of all, we're moving. Yes, so, we just bought our first car. Yeah, we just bought our nice. first Nice, congrats. Um, uh, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. So we'll be moving in a couple weeks. So that is chaos. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to settle ourselves in somewhere new. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're focusing on the relationship project, um, expanding that, hosting events across Canada, which is mm-hmm. what we've been doing. Um, Jake just recently graduated school. Yeah. So now he's an audio engineer and mm-hmm. an audio editor. Um, he just signed his first contract. So yeah, there's lots of there's changes. lots of other changes that's not dance. Yeah, <laughs> so, we're like, we're, yeah, we're trying to kind of get used to to that kind of lifestyle where we're not dancing and mm-hmm. working and yeah, exploring different yeah. work related passions. And yeah. then I'm building my practice as an RMT as well, and that's been thriving. And yeah. we're also trying to focus more on, on traveling. Our, yeah, traveling <laughs> and seeing our families more because yeah. with dance, it's so all consuming. And because we would travel so much with dance. We wouldn't get to see our family that's all over Canada. So now we get the opportunity to have them out here or we mm-hmm. go and visit them and we get to explore where we live in beautiful British Columbia. It's stunning. And we actually yeah. get to travel and go camping and yeah. stay in cabins and get and to actually do all the spend Canadian the summer things. here because yeah. usually every summer we're not here. We're either competing, competing or traveling for dance yeah. or working with dance. So, yeah. Since like living here in BC, it's been about seven years now. I think this is like, one of the only summers that we've actually summer. this is the first summer that we've actually been in BC the whole summer <laughs> the whole summer. <laughs> yeah 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 even still we went to the states for a little bit but um yeah it was more vacation it was it more vacation it wasn't yeah it wasn't for like yeah. uh like a work-related purpose or yeah. stress-related <laughs> situation <laughs> Because traveling, well, when we would compete, it's with a group of 30. Yeah, there's um, a bunch of us. So, so. It, it can, it's challenging to room with people and to be that close with that many people. Yeah. Especially as generally we're kind of introverts and we mm-hmm. love our dance families and they very much are like families, but we need our downtime after mm-hmm. competitions and we need to unplug from everybody. Yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Then, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's what we're focusing on now is mainly the other stuff that we've put on hold for dance. So other work-related things, other passions that we have with Mm -hmm. audio and with the blog and with our events and our family and travel. So, yeah, all the living things. Yes, the the normal (laughs) people living things. (laughs) That's really good to hear, though. And I'm happy to hear that you guys are actually pursuing your passions because I think a lot of people are afraid and hold back from doing so. Um, You know, fear of the unknown is such a big fear amongst many people and it's really cool to see that you guys are following your passion as well Well, and and being able to roll with the punches you know as things change and you grow and things fall and doing it as a team Mm -hmm. so you know we relate to that profoundly (laughs) absolutely that's That's why we love what you guys are doing because Mm -hmm. we think it's well I don't know this interview isn't about you but I'm gonna make it about you (laughs) (laughs) we think it's awesome what you guys are doing and the fact that you guys are doing it together and that it's such a success and that your relationship is thriving with both of you pursuing your passions mm-hmm. and that it's so in line with what genuine awesome people you are and how yeah. you've cultivated a business and a culture and your relationship around such beautiful missions. And it's, it's just so nice to see and it can mm-hmm. be done. And like you said, Chris, it's really that, that fear of the unknown and it's, it is scary to take that leap and to go after something you're not sure about. Yeah. But like, why the heck not? I mean, yeah. you live once. Like, why not go for it? If it doesn't work out, it's a great lesson that you learned. And 
there's <clears> probably <throat> some good memories in there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> and then you can move forward. So. That's mm-hmm. for sure. And, and thank you so much for the kind words. I mean, we wouldn't have it any other way. It's something that, uh, you know, as many people know, and we're very transparent that, you know, Sarah and I just love being together and creating together and just making this world a better place. So you are, you are absolutely doing that. Yeah. Yeah. We're inspired by you guys for sure. Now let's talk about your, what you had mentioned about the relationship project. I want to know more about this. I know the listeners want to know more about this. I think it's really awesome. And if you can just kind of dive into that, go into some detail and yeah, what is it and what inspired you to begin it? Mm -hmm. Mm. So it's kind of an odd story how it started Um, because we've been together a long time and in the dance community, uh, long-term relationships sometimes are rare. And, Mm -hmm. uh, we would get a lot of our friends asking us relationship advice if they'd be going through a breakup and want our opinion, or they'd be going through a hard time and wanted our feedback or wanted to ask us questions. And it started happening more and more and more and more. Mm -hmm. And then Jake and I were talking like, we should just have a dinner with our friends and then they can ask us all the questions at once and then we can be done. (laughs) So then I was like, okay, we'll all just like gather information and resources that we've gathered along our journey because we definitely need need and still continue to need help in our relationship. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I started gathering all these things and then I never do anything with my half ass. I always use my full ass. creating like a four pillar curriculum and I was like Jake look at all these wonderful things and he was yeah. like we're not gonna have any friends anymore yeah. <laughs> hang out with us. yeah and I was like oh you're right and he's like this isn't this isn't dinner material I don't know what you're thinking and yeah I was like oh okay well maybe we should just have like a two-day event and just call it a workshop and then mm-hmm. they can come to that instead and then they'll still be our friends after and he was like that's probably a better idea mm-hmm. so <laughs> with that and that was before the blog that was before our instagram and all of that um we hosted our first two-day uh workshop event and it went phenomenally and it was mainly our friends that were there and we had a couple um, acquaintances too um we had people that weren't even in relationships we had cousins we had singles um people come and just were really open to the learning and then after that they were saying you know you should put this stuff on a blog and I'd love to follow you guys on Instagram and when's the next event when's round two and it kind of just blew up from there so mm-hmm. after that I thought okay well I'll teach myself how to design a website and <laughs> how to make yeah. a blog and again using my full ass I dove in and I just she's really good at doing that <laughs> with, with anything yeah, yeah I guess I've I just don't really have fear that way. I think why not try yeah. it? If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. And it's been working out. And we've since then hosted uh, more events in BC and then also around uh, Canada and different province. And the blog has just really taken off. And we've listened to our audiences and what they want to see, what they struggle with with relationships, mm-hmm. along with sharing all the resources that we have, um, all the experiences that we've gone through. Mm-hmm. We interview different couples, different uh, relationship experts and therapists. Mm-hmm. Um, we interviewed you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we can see behind the scenes because it really started with our friends wanting to know how to navigate relationships because we're never really taught how to navigate a primary partnership. Mm -hmm. And then it grew from there with wanting to see real relationships in the media because we constantly see the highlight reels on social media of beautiful memories, you know, of, you know, helicopter dates and crazy proposals and Mm -hmm. insane expensive gifts. And we don't get to see, you know, he almost got everything on the grocery list and I'm really happy about it. (laughs) 
you know, she let me sleep in finally, where's that, you know, so we wanted to create a platform where we could showcase those real, we call them real Asian ships, (laughs) where we could see behind the scenes and we can see that it's not perfect, but Mm -hmm. that it's imperfectly perfect and that it works and that struggles are normal and feeling irritated and annoyed is normal and Mm -hmm. being absolutely in love and obsessed with each other is normal. And Mm -hmm. that there's more than just the typical heterosexual relationship, like that there's transgendered love, there's LGBTQ, there's the whole spectrum, there is interracial, interfaith, there's love after divorce, there's love after trauma, there's just so many different relationships that are out there that we don't get to see. So that's the other driving force behind the relationship project is showcasing real relationships and creating Mm -hmm. a platform to um, have that in the media because we're really passionate about that because we think a lot of issues are from comparison and yeah. expectation yeah. and, uh, and that, the unknown too. Right? Yeah, yeah. And the unknown where nobody people don't knows know what that's like. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So we want to kind of demystify relationships and make them real and showcase that you can design the relationship that you want to have and it can look however you want it to look. And that's perfectly awesome. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. so incredible. So incredible because, you know, fulfillment, one of the keys to fulfillment is human connection. And that's, you know, whether it's a romantic relationship or not, just relationships in general are vital for us to feel like we're part of something greater than ourselves. And it gives us a chance to contribute something as well. And Mm -hmm. I think, like you said, there's so many false expectations of what a relationship should be or could be um, that people, they find it a little difficult to align with their authentic self. And with that, they aren't going to be able to find a partner who's able to align with their authentic self. And so you just get this chaotic shitstorm of, you know, <laughs> expectations that just dominate the real world. And I think that what you guys are doing, shining a light on the rawness of these relationships is just so profound. And people would be silly not to want to know more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I sit here yeah. like nodding my head the whole yeah. time that you're talking. I'm like, yeah. it is a shitstorm, and we do need to see more of that. And, yeah. And again, like, I guess it's almost selfishly, it's what I wish is out there. Like, mm-hmm. to me, that's what was missing. And I thought, well, if no one's going to make it, babe, do you want to make it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially too with this day and age of uh, social media and how all of these relationships and other things are portrayed as this, you know, magical, like right. amazing lives that people are living and all of this stuff. Yet right. that, you know, a lot of people aren't really being too transparent and aren't, aren't showing that rawness of the relationship. So to be able to dig in there and do that and find out all those nitty gritty details that you guys are laying on the line, I think that's really cool. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's I do been, agree. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that. Yeah, exactly. Like what we see in social media is not what the everyday life is like. Right. And that's exactly why we created it, because we wanted to showcase the everyday ups and downs mm-hmm. uh, between, between relationships. Yeah. So, and that bickering happens yeah. and it's normal and it's OK. And mm-hmm. when you go to a wedding and you think that they're a perfect relationship, think twice, because to get to that marriage point and to move on and actually be married, it's not perfect. Yeah. You know, it's, it's going to take work. It's going to It was take a journey challenge. to get there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And we yeah. forget about that when we see, like you said, Chris, like with social media, when we see the magical Disney fairy tales and we think, Oh, that's what a relationship is. It's so easy mm-hmm. and, and wonderful and smooth. And 
it is anything but sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you'd mentioned, um, you know, you interview couples on your blog, you feature mm-hmm. specialists too, to speak about topics regarding relationships. I'm curious to hear about the most interesting couple you've interviewed so far for your blog. Oh, every couple has is, They're all lessons. different. Yeah. yeah, they're all really different. Yeah, I have favorite things about each couple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because we very intentionally choose who we want to showcase because we, um, to put that stuff, like we ask the deep questions, like yeah. you said, and to put that stuff out on the internet is scary because it's there for people to read and it's permanent and their families see it and their exes mm-hmm. see it and, you know, all of these different situations and eventually children will see it. And, um, yeah, that can be scary. So we intentionally choose couples that we feel have a unique perspective to yeah. share and yeah. they each have favorite things about them. Um, but I think in like almost collectively through all the couples, our favorite thing is that they are willing to showcase that because mm-hmm. we've asked couples to to be featured and they've declined. Yeah. They're not willing to put their stuff out there, which we yeah. completely respect. It's not yeah. for everybody. We understand that. And, yeah. Um, I think that would be my favorite thing about all of those couples is that they're willing to put that stuff out there and continue yeah. the conversation and to be yeah. those brave souls that take the first step because mm-hmm. that's where it starts, you know, is, is having a few courageous people that are willing to go, yeah, we're not perfect. Take yeah. a look. <laughs> Yeah. Learn from us if you can. And and then people will start being like, oh, me too. Yeah. And then that's where you kind of drive the connection. Absolutely. <laughs> and then they're more inclined to come out of their, their shell or something like that, you know? Yeah. That would yeah. be my favorite thing is that yeah. fearlessness. I don't know about yours. Fearlessness. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, I'm 100% with that. Yeah. Yeah. Because courage is one of my values. So that, that's right. Mm-hmm. You're right. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, from that place of courage, you come from a place of vulnerability too. And there's so much growth from not only the person speaking from the place of vulnerability, but also the witness. And it's mm. this incredible just process where light bulbs just fire off above people's yeah. heads. And sometimes you're talking, you're answering a question and you didn't even know the answer until it came out of your mouth. And then you get yeah. to reflect on that later. And it's just such an incredible growth process. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're so right with the witnessing it because yeah, like after every interview that we do with these couples and even the experts, like we sit down after and are like, Okay, so we have a lot to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's like, oh, you know that answer they said? That was amazing. And we should yeah. probably do that. And that answer, that really shocked me. And I never thought about it that way. Or mm-hmm. like, dang, like maybe we should reevaluate what we're doing in our relationship. Or sometimes it's validation of like, oh, I really like what we're doing instead of that. And, yeah. Because that's yeah. what works for us. Or, yeah. 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 Or sometimes so you, guys are, you guys are kind of growing through these other couples, which is really, really cool to see. Yeah, yeah oh, totally. And like it's a give and take. Yeah, <laughs> it's a lot of give and take. <laughs> it is. It is. That's the point, right? Is that we can make those connections, like you were saying, Sarah. And that's I think why we're here on this earth is to make those connections and to to learn from each other and to feel connected with each other. And I was thinking too, and uh, I have to say, like the favorite, not the favorite, but my most like precious interview, maybe, mm-hmm. is the one that we did with. Uh, Keone and Mari, they're mm. 
mm. are two hip hop dancers that are married that are extremely successful. Right. There's just so many levels that we relate to them. And then just on a personal level, I have been huge fans of theirs yeah. for like a decade. Both, both, <laughs> both Taylor and I. Like, yeah, but I like, I like up internet to them. Stalk them. I like <laughs> be able to. We met them at a dance competition, and I just put my brave pants on and was like, "Hey, we do this thing. Can we interview you?" As I'm sweating out my armpits. Yeah, <laughs> they were absolutely on board with it, and they were super raw and vulnerable, and they were sharing so many things from you know a real relationship perspective that not everybody gets to see because they are. I guess if you want to call them like a celebrity couple, yeah. um, they have a huge, huge hundreds of thousands of following Followers, millions yeah. even of views. They've been on yeah. like Justin Bieber videos and like all of this stuff. And mm-hmm. so many people idolize their relationship and don't get to see the inner workings of it. And mm-hmm. to have them on and get to talk with them on such a deep level was like a huge personal milestone, I think for me, because yeah, I'm huge. I've like fangirled them for a long time yeah. <laughs> and I relate to them on so many levels because of our relationship and their relationship has mm-hmm. so many intersections that are the same. And I right. really enjoyed talking with them. Yeah. yeah, That's awesome. You know, for people like them that are in the public eye like that, you know, they, they've got to carry a lot of pressure to maintain this sort of face, I think. And so having you guys interview them was probably um, probably a release for them as well to be able to show people like, you know, you might think that we're this perfect, like, you know, duo, but there's stuff that goes on underneath. Let us share, you know? Absolutely. And it's something that they, uh, it's a message that they kind of subtly put out there. So it was really great to team up and put like this mass dive in message. Yeah. Like, Hey, this was our biggest struggle. Hey, this is what you know, we learned the most, Hey, mm-hmm. this is what it was like when I was going through depression and my husband had to be there for me and he struggled. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was just these big things that don't uh, get to be seen all the time mm-hmm. in the public eye. Yeah. So it was really, I mean, I hope it was great for them too. <laughs> I think I, it was. I, I personally, I personally yeah. think it was great for them because I, I yeah. felt like when we did ask them, I felt like they were so on board with it because they wanted to share their, I guess their, their inner workings of how, um, of how they operate on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they are not able to do that um, right now anyways, at least yeah, because of platforms. yeah because of where where their platform is. Um, they're so under the spotlight all the time where people idolize them and they're always you know out in the public. Um, and just the just the I guess the passion that they have, um, yeah, it's it's a different platform, right? So it's not like they can use that specifically to release kind of you know what their their message is and so i think teaming up with them they were uh in my mind i thought that they thought it was a great idea to team up that way so that they can at least you know at at least show how they operate and you know what their message is at the same time still be able to do what they love to do and still be under the spotlight but uh, but for them to kind of tell the world like this is who we are Mm -hmm. right at Mm -hmm. the same time yeah. So I think it, for them, it was a win-win situation. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it, it was wonderful talking. It was like the same as when we interviewed with you. It was hard to stop talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I don't want to hang up. <laughs> yeah. I wonder what it would be like putting uh, the six of us together in a room to talk about relationships. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll have to make that happen. Awesome. It would be we like round have, like, table. All of our relationships that we've interviewed because <laughs> yeah. they all – have that same quality I think I mean that's why we choose to interview them is because yeah. they have amazing perspectives we have similarities for yeah. sure yeah and 
you guys are all fearless and, and willing to be vulnerable and mm-hmm. to share those things. And that would be such a fun idea. Yeah. <laughs> everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be cool. So mm-hmm. after all of your conversations that you've been having with these people and then also assessing your own relationship, what do you think are the most important aspects a relationship must have in order to be strong? Mm. Mm, that's a good question. Told uh, you we're bringing the intensity. <laughs> <laughs> bringing the heat, baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, for, I, I think... One uh, at least one of the uh, the important aspects in in strong relationships, or I guess, um, yeah, uh, would be the willingness between each other. I was thinking that too. Yeah, the willingness to 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 be open, um, the willingness to go through the mud um, for for yourself as well, um, mm-hmm. and with uh, with a partner. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that I think that is a is a strong asset to have uh, for the relationship to blossom where um, it can and reach the full potential. Yeah, I, th- yeah. I think the the situations that break my heart the most is when one or both partners chooses to not be willing any longer, mm-hmm. and then that is just a recipe for that relationship to end. So mm-hmm. I think as long as that willingness is there to keep trying, to keep making mistakes, to keep mm-hmm. growing, to keep laughing. Um, to keep learning about yourself, to keep yeah. challenging each other, like that willingness um, has to be really endless. I think. Right. Yeah. Um, and then a second <clears throat> thing with that, because willingness can be exhausting, I would say mm-hmm. personally is self care. Uh, oh yes. Because just from my personal experience, I've completely lost myself in relationships and forgotten who I am as a woman and as a person and what my ideas are, what my passions are, um, which is strange to to probably hear because I sound so like passionate and independent. Yeah. Um, but that, ha- that was a pattern for me in relationships. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really important to take care of yourself because you can only bring what you have to the table. And Jake and I always say in our um, events that relationships aren't 50, 50, it's a hundred, a hundred. So both partners have to be responsible for their hundred to bring to the table. Right. And you can't always bring a hundred. Sometimes you're at 70, sometimes you're at 30 shoot to bring a hundred to the table mm-hmm. and you can only do that when you're taking care of your needs so right. you know like are you sleeping well are you eating well are you following your dreams are your needs mm-hmm. being met are you know are you able to express yourself do you mm-hmm. feel taken care of do you feel safe you know all of these things that you need as a person mm-hmm. whether you're a man or a woman you know you have needs that need to be met um and i think that that's really important too in relationships yeah. that often gets overlooked uh we just automatically go to like work on trust or have communication and those are givens, but those can't really be there without willingness and self care. Yeah. And I think, um, the willingness kind of ties in with self care, meaning like you need to be willing to look within yourself Mm -hmm. to, to find anything that's in there that, you know, that you think that could be worked on or that think that, or that you think that could be improved upon. Cause I feel like everybody has something to, you know, improve upon and, um, at least be willing to look at yourself and be like, you know what, this is not the person that I want to be. I want to be this type of person and, you know, be willing to be courageous in working towards that. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I find that at least for myself, I was, I never even looked at myself as, as um, I guess I never internalized 
um, and thought to myself, oh, I want to be this kind of person, mm-hmm. right? And then it kind of stunted my growth for myself. So I kind of stayed stagnant and didn't really know where I was. And it's weird because like sometimes when you're stagnant, you're also lost at the same time and you don't really know who you are and you can't really love somebody else if you don't really know who you are and you can't and you don't know how to love yourself. Mm-hmm. And so that I think that willingness also ties in with self-care is that you need to be willing to internalize, look at yourself and being like, you know what, I don't feel healthy. This isn't what I want to be or this is this is not where I want to be mm-hmm. and who, who I want to be. And I guess just kind of laying down your core values and working towards those. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. I think you guys, I think you guys just nailed it. I mean, that's, that was perfect (laughs) answers. And, you know, it really resonates with the both of us considering we're in the business of helping people unleash their best, most authentic self and starting with the individual is where everything starts on all aspects, body, mind, and soul. And then once you nail that, then you can move into these really profound and incredible relationships. And I like what you said about the willingness and the self-care, how they kind of go together because you have to have the willingness to look at yourself, but you also have to have the self-care to to have the energy to be willing because I've definitely, Taylor, I can relate to you profoundly (laughs) on uh, that being so just absorbed into a relationship that you forget who you are you almost even forget that you exist as a separate entity and when it's it it can be so exhausting and that at that point eventually that willingness to to try and to keep going completely dissipates and you know if it's a emotionally abusive relationship or a relationship that's really just sucking you dry I believe that there's a time and a place to say okay this is no longer it for me like the Mm -hmm. you know my tank is empty and I have no desire to be willing to fill it with this person anymore you know at certain points I think there's a a degree where you just have to cut ties and let people go. But I think that when you're in a relationship that has that potential to be fulfilling and uh, everything that it is that we want it to be, it's like you'd said, you have to be able to take care of yourself to want to keep being willing because you don't want that to disappear if you, you know, and it's, it's interesting because the people do, they just, there comes a time where in certain relationships they're no longer willing and it, right. it's 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 interesting because there's so many things at play you wonder what's going on in both people's minds you guys get to get a sneak peek into so many <laughs> different kinds of relationships that's yeah. awesome and that ending of willingness is really interesting because it sometimes it comes up as like a huge wall of you know i've had enough and this is a hard boundary and that's it mm-hmm. but often it's like an insidious creeping in of willingness. Like I'm not willing to do the dishes one more time. Yeah. And I'm not willing to be generous with you when you make a mistake. And I'm not willing to, you know, keep myself accountable. And I'm not right. willing to and it starts with all these little ones and it just and then it ends it up to be like, up. why is our relationship not working? And like we're always having mm-hmm. issues. And then, you know, it just is this insidious build. And that's often what I what I've seen um with our experience with relationships personally mm-hmm. and also with the relationship project is Often it will be the insidious one. Like sometimes the the hard wall will be there, but it's often the little. Yeah, the accumulation yeah. of 
of all of that. Yeah, yeah. the adding up of the yeah, it all yeah, it all yeah. added up, and, then, and that's really self care. It's it's not. And I'm not talking self care of like take a bath. Feel <laughs> <laughs> self care of like have hard boundaries and like mm-hmm. decide what's important to you and what's okay and what's not okay, and mm-hmm. you know determining communication and having those hard conversations so that you can mm-hmm. have space to take care of yourself are your needs being met what are your desires are those being met you know yeah it's, yeah. it's the real self-care of yeah. your health and well-being and not just um you know like taking a yeah. bath and or, being able yeah. to forgive yourself as well mm-hmm. that's that's a really hard practice willing to forgive yeah, yeah willing to forgive yourself yeah agreed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well you mm-hmm. also have to admit that taking a bath is pretty nice <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, which is totally part of my self-care. Yeah. That's going to make me more willing. That just might yeah. <laughs> calm me down a yeah. little bit. <laughs> or yeah, release some of that stress. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. So, you know, what you were saying there about forgiveness, um, particularly with the self, Jake, can you expand yeah. on that a little bit? Yeah, because um, I feel like often, at least for, for myself, like I am the type of person to – um, I, I guess be really hard on myself mm. and anything that I do that I think is not either like up to par. I always tell myself that, you know, like you didn't do this right. You're it's, it's not okay that you did this. You're not enough. Right. And then sometimes that, you know, that that's really, it, it really destroys yourself mm-hmm. and you're, you're your own worst enemy. Right. And so for myself, like being, being able and being willing to forgive myself will allow me to 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 see you know like a brighter light and not sit in this really dark corner and just not you know and not be able to come out of it because i'm always telling myself you know like i'm not enough i'm not enough but being able to forgive myself meaning you know what it's okay if i make a mistake because that mistake led me to where i am now that mistake led me to these lessons that I've learned mm-hmm. and it's a learning process and it's a practice. I'm not going to get it right a hundred percent of the time, mm-hmm. but as long as I'm willing to try, it's okay if I make these mistakes yeah. and just forgiving myself, letting, uh, letting myself know, you know what? It's okay. Like the world is still going to continue to turn. Your life is still going to continue to to blossom. You don't have to sit in the dark corner and tell yourself that you're not a good person because you are. Mm-hmm. Right. And just being able to tell um, myself that is so liberating because I find that at least with the type of people that are like me that are really hard on themselves, it's kind of hard to look for, you know, um, gratification or look for temporary um, because only yourself, you, you yourself can can only take you out of that dark hole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And when you're going through that whole process and you're in a committed relationship, it could be extremely challenging for the other person when you're not able to forgive yourself because the other person may have see may be seeing a totally different perspective. And if they become codependent on that need to like pull you out of that dark corner, then you start to get this push and pull relationship that that's kind of like this yo-yo effect where you can't seem to quite find that balance. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yeah, you described like our first year of living together. Yeah. <laughs> a yo-yo. <laughs> oh my gosh, it was hard. Yeah. Yeah. Because especially when you care for somebody and you want them to be better, you want to fix everything for them. But, but I mean, we're not parents, but I imagine that might be how some parents feel occasionally of like wanting to fix everything for their kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not what a primary partnership is. I'm, I'm not a parent and he's not a parent. No, so exactly. When each of us is going through those moments, we have to forgive ourselves first and our partner is going to go through their own journey of forgiving us or whatever that looks like, but we have to do our part. Like they can't be responsible for liberating us. Right. Um, and I love how you said that Jay of, you know, that telling yourself that is really liberating because sometimes we feel like we don't deserve it. Um, right. It comes down to like a self-worth thing. Yeah. And it's really like self-worth is inherent. Everybody is born with it. There, you, mm-hmm. There's no prerequisites. Everybody qualifies yeah you know but we forget that as adults and we get told differently and we you know have different stories and experiences that teach us differently unfortunately and uh yeah I'm really proud of how far you've grown that way because I know that that was really that that was probably some of your biggest life work yeah it's still a working progress for sure you're doing really good thank you (laughs) you know I'm I'm glad that you that was cute by the way but I'm glad that you brought that up um to kind of sidetrack a little bit you know when we have that inner critic that voice in our head that tells us I'm not good enough or you know we all know those negative self-talk those beliefs that pop up that's a judgment on oneself and I've been on this huge kick with judgment. I'm trying to show people it's not such a bad thing. Um, long story. You'll have to check out our YouTube videos when we get those up. But yeah. I'm, I, you know, when we have that judgment within ourselves, even on other people, but particularly right now speaking within ourselves, yeah, that's a reflection of a need within us that's not being met. So if we sit right. there and we sit with that judgment, instead of pushing it aside right away, instead of like being embarrassed that we even thought, oh, I'm not good enough. We we open it and we sit with it, you know, have coffee with it if we need and yeah. then figure out what need is underneath this that I'm not fulfilling. Maybe perhaps yeah. it's feeling um, like you want to feel protected. Maybe you're not feeling safe for some reason. And so in that sense, you know, everybody's different. It'll be different needs for everyone. But in that sense, that judgment, that inner critic is telling you, hey, you're not feeling protected. You're not feeling secure. You're feeling like your whole world could probably just blow over like a straw house. So what's going on here? And once we identify that need, we can communicate it with not only ourselves, but our partner as well, and then create an action plan to help us, you know, fulfill that need. Like, why am I not feeling protected? Why am I not feeling secure? And it, it's it's something that I think everybody needs to communicate with their partner when they're in a committed relationship. When you have that inner voice, that negative self-talk, it's so important to not just keep it inside your head, but to dig deeper, pull it to the surface, and then talk about it. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's probably the biggest benefit of being in a primary partnership is that you have a teammate mm-hmm. that is there for you, you yeah. know, and that if you need to even just say your thoughts out loud and have somebody's ears hear them, like they're there for that, you know, and that's what your partner can do, that they're not responsible for pulling you out of that, but that they're your teammate and they can be beside you mm-hmm. while you pull yourself out. And mm-hmm. it does involve exactly what you said of like, 
okay, there's all of this maybe ego coming up or there's all of this complaint coming up or there's all of this judgment coming up. Don't just shove it aside or, or tell yourself something different. Like pull it out. Let's put it on the table. Let's pick it apart. Let's look mm-hmm. at all the components. Let's yeah. see what stories are common. Let's see what needs aren't being met. Let's see, you know, how we can delegate different things if we can and, you know, what things are not efficient or effective and that don't right. need to be there and which yeah. things do need to be there. And yeah, those conversations can be so beneficial for relationships. And that that's something I think that I'm so glad you said that because I, mm-hmm. I think we need to have those conversations more as couples and totally aligns with our mission and yeah. <laughs> with the relationship project of, you know, you can have these conversations. Mm-hmm. I remember at one of our events, we share a concept of asking for what you want and which sounds, everyone's like, sure. Okay. So simple. And then we break it down into uh, we do it specifically around apology exercises. So we have a whole like apology guidebook that we go through of like how each person gives and receives apologies yeah. and how that can look different and what you actually need. And then, you know, we went through this whole thing and I was like, now give it to your partner and you've just told them exactly what you want. And the light exactly. bulbs that went off of like, <laughs> oh, I can ask you to specifically say these words and I can yeah. ask you to specifically touch me here and specifically do not say this and specifically don't do it in this place. Or I'm like, you can be that specific with each other. You can ask for exactly what it is that you want. And then you guys can fulfill each other way more easily. It's like the answers to a test. Yeah. You can give (laughs) each other those cheat sheets because you're on the same team. You're allowed to do that. And when it comes to those self-worth and the judgment issues, Mm -hmm. like you have that teammate there, you can ask them for exactly what you need. That conversation can look like, exactly how you want it to look mm-hmm. you know it could be just them listening and it could be them helping it could mm-hmm. be them writing things down for you if you want them to yeah. do that yeah yeah totally agree i think we have this weird stigma around expressing our needs it, we you know we use the term needy like oh she's so needy oh he's so needy yeah. you know it's like but where did it ever become a problem or when did it ever become a problem to to effectively communicate to our loved one what it is you need and i know myself personally throughout my relationships it was very hard for me to communicate what i needed because i almost felt embarrassed about it which is so weird like why would you be embarrassed to tell someone hey i need this from you yeah. Totally. As I, I don't know from the men perspective, maybe Jay and Chris, you guys can talk on that. But mm-hmm. from the woman's perspective, we're constantly told by the media to be low maintenance and to be um, as easy and quiet as possible. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to, <clears throat> to just make everything easy for everybody else. And that is great for everybody else, but awful for us yeah. <laughs> because then we're completely stifling what it is that we need. And then mm-hmm. there's a lot of shame around asking for what you need. Does it make me look insecure? Am I dramatic? And all of these words that we call women of being bossy or bitchy or needy mm-hmm. or clingy or insecure. And and that's not it. Like to me, a woman who's asking for what she needs is confident, is mm-hmm. secure, is knowledgeable, is mature, is emotionally intelligent, is kind, has boundaries, knows her self-worth. Like to me, that's an impressive quality. And mm-hmm. I think we need to be sharing that message because unfortunately, it's the message that that doesn't get shared that often because I feel like you, Sarah, where I'm, I was like the needy one and I was so ashamed and embarrassed. And mm-hmm. I felt like I had to apologize after I'd asked for something. I'd be like, Oh, can we do this? Okay, great. Sorry. And like, I don't know. <laughs> if that's 
Indian in me or yeah. the woman in me or maybe both. <laughs> like yeah. I would be apologizing for what I asked for all the time. And I remember Jay saying like, you don't have to apologize for that. Like it's not a big deal. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I didn't, I didn't apologize. And he was like, yes, you did. And, yeah. You know? And I was like, really? I was doing that. And it's things like, you know, you're not even aware of. And I don't know if men feel the same way, it, but maybe in a yeah. different way of yeah. having to take care of themselves and like the whole man message. That's yeah. You, I, yeah. I think you, you definitely got that right. Cause I, I, I think personally the, the feeling of being ashamed and embarrassed mm. is probably the same, but in a sense, oh, yeah, it's, 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 it's almost like the same feeling, but it's in a different version because for myself, if I like the way that I looked at it was if I asked for something that I needed, I felt like I, I wasn't enough, meaning mm. that I didn't, if I didn't have it, that means that I wasn't man enough or I wasn't, mm. you know, a enough or B enough or C enough. Yeah. Right. So if I asked for or it, I, or, yeah, I, yeah, I would feel like I was weak or, you know, not, not strong enough. So I, it felt like I couldn't provide. Mm. Right. And I felt like inadequate in a sense, if I asked for something that I was, that I was needing. And so I guess in the, in the sense of feeling embarrassed, it's kind of the same mutual sense in that way. But just in my, in I guess my version or our version, same with feeling ashamed because I would feel ashamed if I did ask for something that I needed because yeah. that thought of I'm not enough is literally like cycling through my brain oh. like like a hundred miles per hour. Oh, yeah, at those moments. At those moments, yeah. and like, I and it's you. and it's and it's hard too because it's like like you're I'm also fighting that I'm also fighting the ego of like you know what I need to be courageous and ask for these needs like I need to you know step out into step out into the uncomfortable zone and be be able to grow that way so I'm like fighting that at the same time like I guess like people pleasing myself mm. and, and in a sense that like oh it'll feel better if I don't ask because at <laughs> least because it's easy right <laughs> yes. so oh, yeah God. it's fighting it's fighting those those routes of should yeah. I take the easy way or should I take the hard way and is this correct is this not correct mm -hmm. is this right is this not right and you know like yeah and I guess in that sense that's those are the kind of um, battles that I go through at so let's those just moments. give everyone permission you can ask for what you want yes. you can be specific yes you can you can <clears throat> say like hey, when we're going through a conflict, I need you to not make eye contact with me. I need you to yeah. look over there because it's really uncomfortable. Or, hey, I need you to be putting your hand on my leg. I need you to be saying these words. Mm -hmm. um, because that's how we can be there for our partners. Because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, like I know that all I want is to make Jake happy and I want him to be happy. And vice versa. Yeah, and I know the, <laughs> it goes the exact same way as that he wants me to be happy. And mm -hmm. if we both have that goal and we remind each other of that, there is no shame in asking for what you want. And it may be uncomfortable, but like, here's your permission. If you were looking for it, Jake and Tay and Chris and Sarah tell you it's okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I want to I want to uh, really quickly Chris has something to add to that but I want to mention something on the flip side of the coin be able to receive your partner's request for their needs to be met because I think some people they might take it personally at first like oh so you're telling me I've been doing it wrong this whole time like oh you've just been so miserable <laughs> and yeah. I, I 
I think it can be hard sometimes to hear um, because you do care so much. And at first, your ego might roar up where you feel almost offended or you feel like you did something wrong or you feel like you weren't good enough in that moment. But if once you kind of breathe through that 10 seconds of unease, listening to your partner's requests, you'll start to realize how able you are and how willing you are to fulfill the needs they just requested. And then that ego just disappears and you're back to not ground zero, but even higher. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Such a good point, Sarah. You're totally right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and the other thing too is, is like, number one, we need to be talking about like actually having a conversation because I don't even think a lot of people are even at that point you right. know, to actually communicate and talk about things. It doesn't have to be necessarily needs, but just things in general. I think in a lot of relationships, that conversation or communication line is diminished over some time or maybe it was never there and it was never established so that is number one you're right Agreed. number two is that like you were saying taylor about this media image and it's the same thing that goes for guys and this is something that i really enjoy talking about in the sense that you know men are taught to act a certain way just as women are so we're taught not to be emotionally available we're not taught to show our feelings we're taught we're taught to be men and to be manly and to be tough and strong and all this other shit they throw at you. And you know what? It's, it's ridiculous. And (laughs) at the end of the day, I say for all the men that are listening right now, be emotionally available, be sensitive, show your so-called feminine side, show that because that's, that's who you are deep down. We are a balance of both the masculine and the feminine. And if we can't show that, then we're doing ourselves a great disservice. And it's time for people to step up and finally be able to show those sides without having fear of people saying, oh, well, that guy's a pussy or that guy's gay or that guy, whatever, who cares? Who cares what people think do what's right for yourself and you will feel better about it that was my little rant sorry (laughs) i love it love it we actually shared um jake shared a post about that because obviously as a man he's gone through this Mm -hmm. i think a similar journey and um he shared that uh it's an article called stonewall men uh because we're so not we i'm not a man but yeah (laughs) i think as men they're they're taught that that stifling so he shared like a huge article about that like tons of um, other articles he linked to and mm-hmm. just different like tips and what his journey looked like what his mind looks like as he's going through those struggles and mm-hmm. I think if there's men out there that are resonating with this message like that's a, definitely a great read we've had a lot of really great feedback from men being like thank you for this because that's exactly how I feel yeah just like you're saying Chris of like that's exactly what needs to not be there in the world. Right. Yeah. There's a really good documentary on that as well. It's the masks we wear, right? Or masks masks we we live in. Yeah. It's on Netflix. It's really, really good. Oh, I need to see that. (laughs) It's all about this, this uh, masculinity in, in America and all over the world really, but particularly in America and, um, everything we were just talking about it's portrayed in this documentary very well and it's it's written very well so i i highly recommend you guys take a look at it and all the listeners as well yeah i will definitely yeah because it's so unfortunate to stifle men that way and Mm -hmm. um jake talked about it in his thing uh in his article 
that he wrote, but that when you do want to start to become willing to show your emotions and to do all this stuff, a huge struggle he had was that he was a beginner at it all. Yeah. Because as women were taught, it's okay to cry and and you can talk about your feelings and you can be sad. And he had to Mm -hmm. learn all that at like 25 (laughs) because he'd never been allowed to do that before. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like whenever you wrote the article. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like he, all of these things, he was like a beginner. And as a partner, it was really difficult to, be patient with him during that journey and to not judge his progress because, Mm -hmm. you know, he would try to then like voice how he was feeling. And it was this new thing for both of us to have to go through. And I in no way wanted to hinder his progress. And I had like, he had to be very clear on asking for what he needed from me Mm -hmm. so that I could help him with that framework, you know, make him feel safe enough to be Mm -hmm. able to start practicing this way. Cause it was a huge shift and change from being this, quote unquote, manly man to being an emotionally intelligent man and Mm -hmm. expressing that. Yeah. Um, So just as partners, like, yeah, that was really challenging. I can can imagine. And, you know, I I definitely get it to a degree. I definitely, I I was lucky in the sense that I did grow up with a mother that was very emotionally available and very sensitive and very much a nurturer. So I really directly learned from her. And right. so I was able to take some of those qualities and and apply them to my own life. But it, it was still a struggle when you're, you know, 20 years old and you're trying to present yourself as this X type of person, you know, right. and you don't yeah. want to show these things to the world. And as I got, you know, obviously into my later 20s, now in my 30s, it's been a lot easier for me to live my authentic self and to bring right. that to the world. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. 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 The hardest part for me, at least, was, yeah, it's it's all it's it's all mentality. Right. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, the way I grew up, there was like mentally I had this this habit of what I thought a man was. And it was it's not like I even thought about it. It was just so ingrained that I never even knew that it was that like never mental. Yeah. And I, I never questioned it. It was a mental habit. And then as I as I as I grew older, I got more curious. And then, and then all of a sudden I started questioning myself because I was like, Oh, who am I? Like, am I supposed to be this type of person? Am I supposed to be like, you know, what the media says? But then I knew I had this deep feeling that it was, it wasn't right for me. It it wasn't, you know, like the right kind of path that I wanted to live. And it wasn't the right person that I wanted to grow up, grow up as, Mm -hmm. and kind of, I guess, like, reveal to to myself and the world you know this isn't really who i am and then just breaking out of that habit is is the hardest part mm-hmm. is breaking out of the habit first because after after that i i was more willing to you know to learn you know uh, different types of, uh, of 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 mentality around what a uh, quote unquote man should be and what what is okay and what's not okay Mm -hmm. and at the same time also trying to build your courage around that because like and your vocabulary and yeah and my vocabulary because yeah like what taylor was saying i was a complete beginner at it like i i I didn't know anything about it and i didn't know how to even take a step forward into knowing what i needed for myself i I think even like as emotions we we were labeling like how many emotions can you name and i'm listing like (laughs) like dozens like, yeah <laughs> and jay came up with like yeah i was like five like angry sad hungry yeah. and tired <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my yeah. gosh like 
okay, let's start building vocabulary around this. Like, yeah. there's many different ways to be mad. There's like irritated, mm-hmm. there's frustrated, there's rage, there's wrath, there's, mm-hmm. you know, so we, it was even just sit, like breaking it down to the simple. like a daily practice leads me into the confidence that um that i do gain from knowing that you know what i don't have to do what other people say i can do me i can Mm. i can grow me however i want to grow me Mm. and i can portray me as a man however i want to portray me as a man Mm -hmm. right regardless of you know what media says or what media tells me not to do Um, and i guess yeah, just going through those mental um, those mental practices every day and kind of, you know, um, I guess also surrounding yourself with the right environment, especially with um, with Taylor being so amazing. Like mm-hmm. she's she's the one that kind of, you know, brought my uh, my insecurities in a safe zone. And for me to be able to to do that allowed me to be where I am now and uh, allow me to kind of uh, nurture myself because without having that safe zone and that safe environment, it would be extremely hard to, to be, you know, to, to blossom the way that I want to blossom and to kind of grow the way that I want to grow. Um, but just to have like a, a, a solid partner to, to be there and support you along that way. It's, it's undescribable how awesome it is. And, you know, like it, yeah. I'm glad I could return the favor because you Thank stuck you. through all of my crap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at the beginning. vice versa. <laughs> You're still sticking oh, through the that's crap. That's really nice of you to say. Thank you. Yeah, but it's it's legit. Like mm-hmm. that's exactly how I feel. Because mm-hmm. yeah, I really I I I personally don't think I would be healthy if I was either by myself or you know in a different relationship. Obviously, you know it's every scenario is is going to be different and where our lives take us. But I think. Yeah, I would be such in a in an unhealthy state, like mentally, if I wasn't uh, if I wasn't with you. So, mm. well, you know, that's you're the, doing the work. That's <laughs> that's the primary example of you know how important it is to do that self care and to have a partner there who's who's willing to allow you to go through these transformations because sometimes we might try to be a little controlling over our, the growth and the rate in which our partner, yeah. you know, embarks on these transformational journeys. And we're always going to be going through different things at different times and being patient with each other, knowing that that internal work will never stop. I mean, you're, we're going to be 80 years old and there's going to be something that we're going to have to look at our partner and say, you know what, I realize yes. I need to work on this, <laughs> you know, and it's, it's being willing so to cute. allow that to happen. Absolutely. Yeah. I totally agree. We had this conversation with Jake's parents yeah. a while ago who have been married for 42 years. I think yeah. 43. They've been somebody. together 42 years. And we were saying how, you know, like they were asking, like, how is marriage? And we've been married now for two years. And, you know, we're like, oh, it's good. Like, we're still adjusting to each other. And they turn and look at each other and they're like, yeah, we're still adjusting to each other, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, married what? for like <laughs> over 40 years. I was thinking like, Right. Like it is yeah. a never ending thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah. that there and will it was be like the best example of that. Yeah. yeah. They kind of like laughed and, and I was like, that's so true. Like we're mm-hmm. going to be 80 years old and still doing this journey. So it kind of ties back to the other question you asked us of what's important in a relationship. And we actually just recently went through the struggle again, is that I think creating parameters in your relationship and framework to make mistakes. Um, yeah. Because often we hold ourselves to this unrealistic standard as well as our relationship. And 
we keep forgetting that we keep holding ourselves to those standards. And I think if we keep reminding ourselves that we have the framework to make mistakes, that if you make a mistake, we're not going to divorce. If you make a mistake, we're mm-hmm. not going to like, it's not the end of the world. Like we're right. allowed to make mistakes. And I think that was really freeing for Jake in those experiences that when he was learning how to communicate this whole other side of being a man and that he's not going to get it right. And that that's okay. Mm -hmm. Like that's allowed. Like as long as you're trying, trying is the goal. The goal isn't achieving. The goal is trying. And the same, I was allowed that same freedom of like, I don't know how to support you and and not judge that. Like you have five words for emotions. Like really, like, you know, when I was in really poor self-care states, like I would be judging that and I would be like, come on, are you kidding? And, and then it'd be like, wow, okay, sorry, that's my mistake. I should Mm -hmm. work on that. So like, I'm allowed to make mistakes and he's allowed to make mistakes. So I think that that is also a really crucial part of successful relationships is being allowed to be unsuccessful, (laughs) you know, adjusting those expectations with each other and, and that it's okay to make mistakes that, you know, I'm not going to judge you because I'm going to mess up too, you Mm -hmm. know? And, yeah. and I hope you don't judge me. Yeah. <laughs> and if you do, I hope you say yeah. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that a lot. Yeah. That, that's, that's really important. You know, I mean, as soon as we think that we're immune to making mistakes, that's mm-hmm. when you're most liable to making probably the biggest mistake. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. So. You know, you guys have dumped a lot of great advice for our listeners. So I think they're going to find this interview to be plentiful um, of wisdom. So what's in the future for the Relationship Project? Mm, You know, we're kind of winging it just like always. (laughs) It's a very good question. Yeah, we do have a few things in mind. We're still continuing with the blog. We're still interviewing couples. We get tons of great feedback on that. And personally, we really enjoy that. So Mm -hmm. we're definitely going to continue to interview couples, have guest posters to share their experiences, um, because, again, we can only share our perspective as cisgendered, heterosexual, interracial, interfaith marriage. But there's many other relationships out there. So we have tons of people that guest post for us. And if you know, anybody wants to feel free to reach Mm -hmm. out because we love sharing that platform. So there's definitely going to be more in terms of that with the blog. And then. We have um, different events in mind Mm -hmm. coming up. So we'll continue with our workshop. We'll probably do another event or two of those with the Mm -hmm. formula that we have now. Um, But we also have a few different formulas for events that we're working on um, to make things a little bit more accessible and fun. And then also have an even even deeper aspect um, because we've been asked for both. We've been asked for, that was awesome. I want more. And then we've been asked for, that's a lot. And I'm scared. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So we're trying to create, you know, a uh, balance. Yeah. A balance um, (laughs) to see what else we can have out there for events. So those are in the works as usual and, Mm -hmm. and just focusing on the rest of our life too. And, and documenting that through relationship project. Because um, a lot of relationship project is being vulnerable ourselves and sharing our ups and downs, Mm -hmm. um, we're willing to take that first step. So we're focusing on sharing those kinds of things too. So yeah, I think that's it. Did I miss Mm -hmm. anything? No, no. And for for the listeners, um, if, if they want to know where they can find you guys, do you want to give that off? They didn't catch the beginning. Absolutely. So you can keep up with us uh, on our website, www.relationshipproject.org. Our blog is on there. You can get access to our events on there um, and just to keep up with us. Or if you want to reach out to us and chat with us, we have lots of people sending us emails and messages too. So you can do that there. Uh, We hang out most of the time on Instagram, um, which is just at relationship project, uh, all one word. 
um, we're there most often. So if you want to reach out to us and hang out with us and check Mm -hmm. in on our stories, or that's where we share personally about our relationship. That's where we share freebies and um, all kinds of resources and really great stuff there. Um, And if you really want to stay in touch with us, we have um, our online fam, uh, which you can join on our website as well. Um, Yeah. And then you can keep up with us with email updates and we email all kinds of challenges and extra freebies and resources and updates they get first news for events and different kinds of things that we're up to in the community mm-hmm. so yeah that would be pretty much it i think yeah. oh we're on facebook too yes um, just relationship project yeah. yeah cool you guys are awesome i'm so excited <laughs> we got to have you on the show thanks uh, for having us i feel like again we could talk forever yeah. i love chatting with you guys thank you for having us mm-hmm. you guys have a wonderful day yeah, Thank you, you, too. you too. What a fun, fun episode that was. I can't wait to meet them in person. Yes. That's Throwing good. around some ideas. Working together in the future. So keep an eye out for that. A collaboration project between the Relationship Project and Soul and Wonder. Yes. So you've made it with us a whole hour and 17 minutes into the podcast. <laughs> Con- congratulations. Now it's time for your health tip of the episode. I'll keep this as brief as possible so you can carry on with your life. Now, this is a shout out to a previous podcast, episode 34, with psychologist Anna Usum. That's where we interviewed her about her book, Fulfilled, How the Science of Spirituality Can Help You Live a Happier, More Meaningful Life. And in this book, there's a wonderful practice for cultivating self-love. Now, why am I talking about self-love when we were just talking about relationships? Well, learning to love oneself means learning to care for oneself as much as one cares for others in one's life. Yes. Wrap your head around that one. So... To put it more in layman's terms, we can only love others as much as we love ourselves. Exactly. You stole the words from me. So doing that personal development, really digging deep within yourself to really, really feel what it's like to love yourself. Because you could say you love yourself all you want. I've done it for years. <laughs> but until you really feel it and you really get it. Mm-hmm. And that takes individuating from beliefs, ideas, and self-perceptions held by so many people in your life, influential people, maybe your parents, your siblings, your best friends. It's by separating yourself from that and realizing who you are underneath all of that. So, of course, by cultivating our capacity for self-love, self-care, and self-compassion, we also enhance our ability to love others more fully and completely, which is why it's so important. You want a good relationship? You better love yourself. So Dr. Anna Usum includes an awesome exercise from, for cultivating self-love through what's called mirror work, and I'm about to walk you through that exercise so that you can do this throughout your day. So for this exercise, you'll need a mirror and a quiet place where you can feel safe and not be disturbed. And now Dr. Anna got this exercise from Louise Hayes' book, Mirror Work. So that's another one to add to your list if you want to further your personal development. Um, But it only takes one minute of time. And you can do this at least three times for a day for one week to achieve the full benefit. But if you can just keep going... Self-affirmations are a wonderful habit to stick with. So what you'll do, you'll look into this mirror and 
you're not just looking at yourself. You're looking straight into your eyes. You're looking straight into your soul. And you'll know when you're looking into your soul <laughs> because I get stuck in front of the mirror plenty of times looking into my soul. It's almost like your body starts to disappear. You start to see yourself for who you truly are underneath the constructs of this creation. And that sounds like some big heavy stuff, but you'll, you'll know. You'll look into those eyes and you'll know. Once you feel that soul connection, say the following affirmation. I love you. I approve of you. I know you are doing the best you can. You are perfect just as you are. I love you. And now it might feel a little uncomfortable at first. You know, it feels a little cheesy. Do you even really believe what it is you're saying? And that's the cool thing about affirmations, like the one above that I'd mentioned, it's a powerful way to change our deeply held unconscious core beliefs. So like I'd said, doing this exercise might feel uncomfortable at first. Maybe you'll find that negative thoughts might start to surface. You're doubting the words that you're saying. It might feel false or cheesy, but these are all good signs because it means that you're going outside of your comfort zone and this is precisely where change begins. So, of course, Dr. Anna Usum and myself included recommend taking the time to journal and note whatever comes up for you while you're doing this or after you do this exercise in the mirror um, because it helps you to keep progress of, keep track of your progress is what I'm trying to say. So, I'd love to hear about your experience doing that cultivating self-love through mirror work. Send us a message or leave us a comment. I'd like to hear what happens. Yeah, and, and this is a good time to also mention if you weren't listening to the beginning of the episode to join our Facebook groups. Um, f for this example, particularly, where we'll, we'd be talking about the Fulfillment Facebook group that we have. And that group is a wonderful way to at least get your personal development journey started and give you some different insights and looks into what that, what that does look like for you yourself. Mm -hmm. And then mirroring practices around that uh, to help benefit you in every way possible. We're all just trying to figure this out. We might as well do it together. That's right. So without further ado, I think we can wrap this one up and stay tuned for our next episode. Yeah, we got some good ones. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>